Hello and welcome to Strange Shenanigans. I'm Stan. I'm Ashley. And we're here for strange news and wild speculation. Wildly speculate about the strange news that's going on. If you've got any strange news going on, there's a button on your Podbean app that you can just call right in. We would love to hear your strange news. I do. You do? Mysterious humming noise keeping Northern Ireland City open. Why wouldn't it? November 15th, uh, a mysterious humming sound has been keeping residents in Northern Ireland City awake at night. And officials said uh, they have yet to determine its source. The sound described as a humming or buzzing noise has been reported most frequently between 10 p.m. and midnight. In Omega County, Tyrone, due to the wide area where the sound has been reported, it is difficult to pinpoint the exact source. A spokeswoman from the Fermanga—I don't know how you say this <laughs> crap—council said officers are currently investigating the use of of specialist equipment or procurement of specialist equipment to assist in detecting the source of the noise. We probably should have said wildly speculate and wildly mispronounce everything we find. What do you got? Well, I have uh, some strange news from Mexico. I know. So Mexican Congress just held a second UFO session featuring the Peruvian mummies. Because we haven't gotten sick of that yet. And I haven't. So the Mexican Congress just heard from researchers on Tuesday. This is Tuesday last week. In case you're like, oh, I missed it. No, it was last week. So you're behind the times declared um, an authentic set of three-fingered Peruvian mummies recently presented as potential evidence of non-human life forms while declining to certify that the remains were extraterrestrial. Lawmakers first heard from Mexican journalist and UFO enthusiast Jamie Massoon on September 13th. We all know this, right? You should know this. He presented two specimens in the first of his kind congressional event on UFOs. Or, fun fact, fannies in Spanish. <laughs> he said the bodies believed to have been found in Peru's ancient Nazca lines and were not related to any life on Earth. Ooh. So we've all seen that news from September. Yeah. We've all seen the memes that it was cake. We've all <laughs> we've yeah. all been there. But um, on Tuesday session, and remember this was last week, um, Musan was more focused on proving the bodies, which were not on display this time around, were not fake, ushering in a string of doctors who all said the bodies were those of real, once-living organisms. None of the scientists say the study results prove that they are extraterrestrials, but I go further, he said, suggesting that they could be evidence of non-earthly life forms. Anthropologist Roger Zunga of San Luis Gonzaga National University in Ica, Peru, said researchers have studied five similar specimens over four years. They are real, Zunga told Reuters on the sidelines of the session. There was absolutely no human intervention in the physical or biological formation of these beings. He added, saying he didn't know the origin of the beings. He also presented a letter signed by 11 other researchers from the university declaring the same thing. The letter made it clear 
that they were in fact real, but did not determine that they were extraterrestrial. That's still under research because you can't just go hop on and say something's aliens without any proof. Right. But they're trying to prove it. They're getting pretty darn close. So cake memes be damned. <laughs> These guys are determined. Yep. And I mean, it really, at the rate this is going, this has been going really fast. I think by January, we're going to hear what they really are for a fact. Right. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty exciting, really. Plaster and fish guts? Maybe. That's, that, that's my bet. Plaster <laughs> and fish guts. No, it's it's pretty exciting right now to figure out what they possibly could be. So, yeah. who knows, right? Mm-hmm. What do you have for Stan? All right, so uh, mine's not so cryptic, I guess. <laughs> I lost it. Okay. A uh, Nigerian woman spent 11 days creating a 1,152-foot, 5-inch-long handmade wig that was certified as the world's longest in the world. Well, why not, right? You need a you need a certified long wig. <laughs> right. Guinness World Records confirmed uh, professional wig maker Helen Williams earned the title of world's longest handmade wig with an impressively long fox locks. <laughs> Williams said she used 1,000 bundles of hair, 12 cans of hairspray, 35 tubes of hair glue, oh 6,250 hair clips assembled the massive mean. Finding the materials to make the longest wig was not an easy task. She told them, my experience as a wig maker helped a lot. Well, I guess, yeah, your experience as a wig maker. I feel like that's cheating, right. almost. Well, not really. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> my uh, fun, strange news is, well, is strange, right? So the headline that made me click this was, I drink Diet Coke daily for 25 years, then I stop. A Harvard nutrition says I did my brain a favor. This is not the first time on Strange Shenanigans that we have reported an article about I drank this for all these years straight and my doctors say it was bad but here we are do you guys remember when I reported the article about the lady who drank Red Bull for something like 10 years straight and was going blind so this woman drank Diet Coke for 25 years daily for decades, drinking a Diet Coke every day gave me a burst of caffeine and satisfaction. I started popping cans of the stuff in the late 1990s when I was a teenager, and it made me feel like an adult, okay? okay? Once I was a proper adult, refusing to quit, no matter how many people told me I should, it made me feel young. Again. Okay? So then I turned 40 Why? and started thinking about my choices. That's common, I suppose, when you're caught in the tractor beam of middle age. Not really. So, she decided to make three changes, one of which was put down the Diet Coke. A year later, I was three for three. I hadn't tweeted or scrolled since the bird app became X, though I liked many posts. And she gave up everything except for coffee and tea. She still hadn't had her Diet Coke or her Twitter back. But then she decided to ask the pros how her health was doing since she gave up her Diet Coke, right? Yeah. 
And they go, and, and and she says, I was surprised to find them unanimous. She was surprised <laughs> that the medical professionals said giving up daily Diet Coke for 20-something years was good. She said, you did your body and brain a favor. Naturally, you're going to improve. <laughs> and then they said that her taste, my sense of taste is no longer tricked by chemical surges of fake sugar. And all 12 doctors she talked to said, (laughs) I know. That's 11 more doctors than you needed to tell you this. I know. Said (laughs) that her body is going to naturally lose weight. Her brain is going to function better. And she has like a million different effects that she was going through that have all gone away because she stopped drinking her Diet Coke. (laughs) And apparently she had to talk to 12 doctors to figure out what was wrong with her brain and her stomach and all her weird ass emotions. So congratulations, I guess. I guess. You're one up over the lady who drank Red Bull every day and Until went blind. She died. <laughs> okay, so uh animal control officials in Illinois said an African several cat has been successfully captured after several weeks on the loose in Macon County. Oh my gosh. <laughs> The Macon County Animal Control and Care Center said the serval was uh, captured on a uh, private property in the area of Forsyth and Moroa. And animal Control Officer said that uh, the several will be cared for by experts at a foster facility. So authorities have spoken with cat owners. Uh, servals are not legal to keep as pets in the city <laughs> of Dakotor. And the serval had been on the loose since late September and had been spotted multiple times in October. <laughs> oh, right then. Well, I guess... They, they found one cat, and they figured out where all the missing house cats <laughs> and tiny dogs probably went over the oh, months of September. Oh, my poor tiny Well, I mean, I guess if you want to talk about animals already, are you ready for this? Yeah, I've uh, This just happened. Plane turns back to JFK after horse escapes on board. Oh, I had that one. Ah, I beat you. This is the problem with strange shenanigans. We don't talk about what we're doing, so this happens. So, uh, Boeing 747 en route from New York JFK to Belgium, yeah, to Belgium, was forced to turn around after a horse got loose in the cargo hold. I, who flies their horse from New York to Belgium? Rich people. <laughs> Rich people fly their horses from New York. To I guess that's why I don't understand. <laughs> right? This is like, this is not the lower middle class problems that the rest of us have. I just I'm gonna be sitting there drinking my tea. Oh, and let me tell you, when oh. Rosie got loose on the plane, yeah. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> So the horse escaped its stall while airborne. <laughs> I know. It's confused as hell. Can you imagine his big horse ears popping in there? Just like stressed out as hell. I know, but okay, but I'm not done. Okay, this is only in the second paragraph. And he had to be euthanized due to the extent of his injuries. Oh. Isn't that horrible? Stop flying with your damn horses, rich people. <laughs> I feel like we invented these modern modes of transportation so that we wouldn't have to take horses everywhere. Horses aren't meant to fly. No! Stop it! Right? Rich people really just are the worst. Ugh. 
And in other news... In other news, <laughs> a bright light followed by a loud boom in Minnesota City is believed to have been the result of a meteor, official said. Noise. Uh, Beltrami County Emergency Management said numerous reports came in from Bemidji. I don't know what that is. In the surrounding <laughs> area about 6.30 p.m. Monday of a bright flash of light, the loud boom that rattled the windows and walls of homes. Uh, video provided by residents show what appears to be a meteor streaking through the sky. You know what? I watched one of those 60-second docs today, and it was about this guy, and he literally, every time, he he watches uh, uh, the national weather forecast and all that, and every time they have reports of a meteor that's crashed anywhere in the world, he gets on a plane and goes to find it. Did he come to Maine when we just had our? He might have. I don't know. That's but pretty it, cool. It, like I said, it's a 60-second doc, so you, you can't be sure. But right. so well, what? One meteor. You would think that this is crazy. You're going to fly all over the world every time you hear there's a meteor. Well, he's found thousands of them. One of huh. which alone was worth a hundred thousand dollars. Well, I guess that's why he's flying. Yeah, exactly. His personal collection of them is something like six hundred of them. So that's six hundred of them that he feels so comfortable in his finances that he didn't even bother to sell. <laughs> he doesn't have a horse, does he? No, he does not. <laughs> he wasn't going to Belgium with his horse, <laughs> Large Sebastian. And. Other strange news, a supernova destroyed some of the Earth's ozone for a few minutes in 2022. A new study suggests that explosive events in space have the potential to temporarily switch off the natural shield that protects us from harmful solar radiation. So, I mean, I hope you're comforted in that. So, telescopes in space picked up a jet of high-energy photons careening through the cosmos toward Earth, evidence of a supernova exploding 1.9 billion light-years away. So, you know, not, I mean, not that far. I don't know. Such events are known as gamma-ray bursts, and astronomers who have continued studying this one said it was the brightest of all time. So, now that they've seen this happen and have taken a year to study it they're now letting us know that the ozone was partially depleted and was destroyed temporarily said Picho Urbatini an astronomer at the National Institute of Astrophysics in Rome who was involved in discovering the atmospheric event the effect was detectable for just a few minutes before the ozone actually repaired itself so that's pretty cool so they claim it was nothing serious, but if it had been like a light year closer, it would have been uh, catastrophic. So I don't know what's what's the difference between what how many light years away was it? One point billion light years away and like one point seven billion light years away. Yeah. <laughs> like what's the difference between that? And he's like, oh, by the way, it could have been catastrophic. Yeah. But it was no big deal. He's so nonchalant about this. Well, there, uh, so I don't know. What's the difference? Like, can. Well, I mean, I know what the difference is, but I guess what's the likelihood between 1.9 and 1.7? I don't know, but. Like, we, should I be worried? We, we, we are entering a, uh, a, a phase in our solar system where the sun's going to have uh, more often and more intense solar flares. And there's a lot, lots of uh, scientific evidence out there uh, suggesting that we, like, like they uh they are calling it an internet apocalypse. So 
So anything that's like an unguarded device, you know, without Faraday cages or anything like that, has the potential to be completely destroyed. Oh, comforting. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, and that, I mean, pretty much anything, everything nowadays is not well protected from that sort of, you know, elect electric yeah, or really. magnetic pulse or whatever it is, you know. But uh, it, it's a possibility that we could be coming into an internet apocalypse in not too long. <laughs> an internet apocalypse. Yeah. Not the apocalypse I thought I was going to get to be a part of. Yeah. What the heck? Do you have any strange news I do, for I do. us? Okay, so well, everybody at some point, you know, it might not be, you know, oh, your typical wrench hammer or something, but at, ever, at some point, you've misplaced something and you've been like, damn, I, that's exactly what I needed and it's going to be really expensive to replace. Well, um, an astronaut this past week <laughs> uh, lost a bag, tool bag, its contents worth $100,000 during a spacewalk. Uh, so, the, the white satchel, which can now be seen orbiting the Earth with a telescope, uh, is hovering at about 200 miles above the planet. The bag eluded astronauts uh, Jasmine Mogabelli and Laurel O'Hara during a maintenance spacewalk on the International Space Station. Uh, the astronomy website EarthGuys said the tool bag, which is orbiting in the sky just ahead of the space station, uh, is shining just below the limit of visibility to the unaided eye where it could be seen with minimal help so you, if you had a good pair of binoculars you could actually look up and find this space bag orbiting her oh my gosh that's horrifying that's so embarrassing just slips out of your <laughs> it's, so it's, not like, it's not like you can get that extra 10 feet to reach out and grab it right oh my gosh <laughs> Oh, that's awful. He's forever going to be known as the guy. She. Oh, sorry. She. she. As the girl. Sorry. You know what? Even worse, probably, for her, you know. Uh, who lost the space bag. <laughs> yeah, right. That's awful. It is bad. I mean, could you imagine? Ugh. Oh. It's worse than being Fruit Loops. <laughs> that's a Big Bang reference before anybody, like attacks me on twitter <laughs> oh yeah howard wallowitz howard wallowitz is called fruit loops <laughs> because his mom mixes his fruit loops for him in the morning well fun fact time's finally up impending iceland eruption is part of a centuries-long volcanic pulse Ooh. one day ago brought to us from livescience.com never let us down and as you know we are gonna wildly mispronounce things as well as wildly speculate so you ready for this? Yeah. Iceland's uh, Reykjanes Peninsula is now in a new era of volcanic eruptions that will last for up to 500 years. The building magma beneath Sundiknor and Grindavik <laughs> is part of this millennia-long cycle. And um, I can share a picture of it on our Twitter. It's The Strange Show. Find us on Twitter or X. I don't know what we're supposed to call it. But anyway, find us on that and I'll share a picture. You can already see it erupting. So Iceland's potentially imminent eruption in the Rick Janes Peninsula is part of a thousand year cycle of volcano activity that will cause eruptions for centuries. Time's finally up, says Edward Marshall, a researcher at the University of Iceland's Nordic Volcano. Canological Center 
told Live Science, we can get ready for another few hundred years of eruptions. Yikes. Seismic activity began increasing in the peninsula in October, with hundreds of earthquakes recorded there each day. On November 10th, that's just five days ago, um, authorities evacuated the town of Grindvak with experts warning and a volcanic eruption could take place in just days. Wow. So this was just five days ago when um, they released it and Life Science just released this article. So people already have to be evacuated. And this is going to go on for a few hundred years. Wow. I know that's pretty crazy when you think about it. They're already evacuating people. According to the Icelandic Met office, a magma tunnel stretching 9.3 miles formed beneath the ground between Sagnikur and the north and Grindavik area. The area affected also includes the Blue Lagoon geothermal spa, a tourist hotspot that attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors annually. So I guess their biggest tourist spot is also going to be affected by volcanoes. Wow, that's intense. For hundreds of years. Like, yeah. this isn't like something that you know, we get to see on Life of Walter Mitty. The volcano explodes, he gets cool pictures. Right. This is going to, for, this is going to affect that poor country for hundreds of years. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is a country built on top of volcanoes. That's very activity, true. So. It's fascinating it how is. Iceland it's was developed cool, yeah. for us. In some equally intense news, a Massachusetts man took to the Connecticut River in a hollowed out giant pumpkin in an attempt to break the world record. He didn't even know it was a world record. Right. <laughs> uh, Dave Rothstein of Florence carved his 1,024 pound pumpkin into a makeshift boat and paddled from Deerfield to Holyoke, <laughs> a distance of more than 40 miles in an attempt to break the Guinness record for the longest journey by pumpkin boat. The uh, record is currently held by Nebraska man uh, Dwayne Henson. Who paddled 37.5 miles in his pumpkin boat in 2022? I didn't even know uh, this was a thing. Steve uh, Cooney of Lebanon, Missouri, took a 38.4 mile paddling journey in his own pumpkin boat last month, but his attempt has yet to be certified by uh, Guinness. Uh, well, beating the record is a record for everyone here in the valley, so I don't consider that mine, Rothstein uh, told the news. This is just a raise his awareness to the Connecticut River watershed. Because there is a lot of us that live in close proximity to it, and it's an incredible resource that needs to be protected. I've I've paddled a lot of things, including a lot of shitty boats <laughs> yes. living in Maine, and I could not imagine trying to go 40 miles in a carved out <laughs> pumpkin paddling. That's just insanity. But why not? Because it's round. It's going to spin every time you take a stroke <laughs> with a paddle. I just. I didn't even know this was a record you had to beat. It is. Everything's a record you have to beat. <laughs> longest wig, longest trip in a pumpkin. Stealing toilets. Stealing toilets. What? See? I'm pretty good at segueing. This is a pretty shitty heist. Ah! Uh, Alright. This is very serious news. Okay. Because four men were just charged in a theft of an 18 karat golden toilet. <laughs> what? That's just... That's like... Uh, <laughs> Straight out of Bob's Burgers, like no joke. Uh, yeah. Four men were charged over the alleged theft of a gold toilet valued at 5.95 million. 
the Crown Prosecution Service said Monday. <laughs> Italian conceptual artist Mazzirio Catalina's piece titled America finished oh. <laughs> overnight while on display at the birthplace and ancestral home of Winston Churchill. The fully functioning 18 karat gold toilet created as a pointed social commentary on excessive wealth and greed. Well, I mean, we did just lose a horse on a plane. Right. <laughs> was part of an art installation at the Belham Palace near Oxford. At this time, local police said the theft caused significant damage and flooding <laughs> because the toilet was connected to the palace plumbing system. I love that the art installation was a toilet and they had to connect it to the plumbing i don't know to prove a point and then when it got stolen it caused i'm sorry they're saying that it was a point on wealth and greed they're the ones who made a gold toilet and hooked it up to the plumbing to <laughs> right use it. yeah but whatever where sure. are the problems <laughs> we're the greedy ones there but the country house built in oxford england in the early 1700s is the principal residence of the dukes of marlborough if that means anything to you the four men who are accused of burglary and conspiracy to transfer criminal property will appear at <laughs> Oxford Court on November 28th. So I'll make sure to update you guys on how that shitty situation turns out. What? Um, apparently we're gonna end the article with another piece that Cataline created, which was a duct tape bandana that went on display at the Art Basel in Miami. So he makes gold toilets and duct tape bandanas. He must not have had a big of a budget for that one, <laughs> right? I guess, like, right? Okay. <laughs> okay, so November 7th, mysterious lights in the sky had San Diego residents speculating and calling out UFO activity. Ooh. But in reality, it was the US Navy's parachute team, the Leapfrogs. <laughs> San Diego residents posted photos, videos of lights, social media Sunday night, with some uh, questioning whether the lights were UFOs flying over the city. The uh, parachute team revealed on social media that the lights were actually flares carried by team members as they performed at uh, Snapdragon Stadium to support the uh, San Diego Wave FC, the uh, women's soccer league, in their final match. When you see UFOs in the San Diego sky tonight around 6.20 p.m., it's probably us commuting. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I actually, I got, I got to rag on the Navy just a little bit in this one. Because the, the one time that, uh, when I was in the Army, that I covered a uh, uh, jump for uh, parachute group was a tarantula group at uh, Fort Irwin, San Diego. So... Uh, these guys all jump out and, you know, one after another, they deploy canopies and land safely. Then the last guy out of the plane starts drifting down and then you can start to see, like, the obvious flailing panic up in the sky. And we're like, what is he doing? It's, his parachute's fine. And one of the, one of the other guys that, that had already landed, we're like, what's wrong with your, your guy? He's like, oh, he's in the Navy. So this guy throws <laughs> his second, his, his reserve shoe. So he's got two chutes deployed, and he's basically stalling in air with no control over it. And he misses slamming into our medic Humvee oh, by like really a couple inches. And so he gets, he gets, starts pulling the stuff together. And we're like, "What did you do, man? What, what, why'd you pull your other chute?" And he's like, "Man, there were holes in my chute." It's like, "Yeah, bud, it's supposed to let air out." so that you actually descend at a proper <laughs> speed. That's why there's holes in this shoot, man. All of them have it. 
Oh my goodness. Right? In other strange news with strange shenanigans, uh, massive lizards wreaking havoc in South oh. Carolina <laughs> offered to people as pets. Oh, great. That's where most of them probably came from in the first place. <laughs> a massive lizard with it in it sustainable appetite is gracing some people's homes as a new family pet. I mean, as if groceries aren't enough now, we're going to have a lizard that you can't feed too. The Argentine black and white tigu appeared in the southern U.S. more than 10 years ago, mowing down everything from low-lying fruits to birds and at times eggs of endangered species. <laughs> the resilient reptile can grow up to three feet long and because it is difficult to get rid of has become an invasive species. Shocker. Fearing the tegu's irreversible impact on endangered species, some states like South Carolina have prohibited the ownership of the tegus. Tegus? I don't know. The species has been introduced and established in multiple areas outside of its native range, including Florida and Georgia. The species has recently been documented in numerous counties in South Carolina as the invasive potential of the species has been recognized. Both Florida and Alabama have enacted restrictions for this and other species. Because South Carolina provides the species a suitable habitat and climate, black and white tegus and their hybrids have been added to the list of restrictive non-native wildlife. They, but perhaps they are desirable pet for people with a heart for reptiles. 80,000 of these animals were imported to the U.S. from South America between 2000 and 2010. They make desirable pets for families because they're so calm and, I guess, loving. And hungry. And, yeah, and they don't stop eating. And then when you get sick of them, you just let them out. So all these states have been uh, struggling with them. But now Georgia began implementing a new tactic offering the ones that are caught wild as pets. They are the first state to allow people to own the reptiles and they're encouraged to deport sightings. And then the Georgia Reptile Society Task Force, I'm not <laughs> kidding, goes and gets them and then finds it a home with humans. So if you would like a three foot lizard as a pet, um, I don't know, I'm gonna assume it's like georgia.org or georgia.com, maybe yeah. georgia.gov. And I guess go get one. <laughs> you can go get yourself a three-foot lizard. All right, this is the last one I've got. Also an animal story. Uh, a deer crashed into a lingerie store in Michigan and trashed the inside of the shop before finding its way back outside. Curvaceous lingerie in Lansing shared security footage of, a, of uh, the deer that crashed through the glass window knocking over mannequins and displays in the process. Store's owners said the deer shattered multiple mirrors <laughs> while sliding across the floor. Aww. The deer eventually left through a door that was propped open. The store's owner said no one was injured during the deer's visit, but the store will be temporarily closed for cleanup and repairs. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess it would. He just wanted to get in on that curvaceous lingerie. <laughs> You got anything else for us, Ashley? I always have too much for us, but I'll end on good old life science with something weird and educational. Ooh. Right? The oldest um, continent in the Milky Way may be five billion years older than Earth. I know. 
fascinating. The oldest continents in our galaxy may have arisen 5 billion years before Earth's new research suggests. That means there may have been multiple worlds in the Milky Way harboring alien life even more advanced than our own. Ooh. I love myself some aliens. <laughs> Astrobiologists think a planet needs to have certain features to support life. Oxygen in its atmosphere. Something to shield organisms from dangerous radiation. Mm, I mean, I guess so. And <laughs> liquid water. Big land masses strictly aren't necessary for living things to emerge. Earth history shows that they're important for life to thrive and exist for long periods of time. So, if an exoplanet had continents before Earth, it follows that there might be older, more advanced life on that world. Dream come true for me. This line of thought, led by Jane Greaves, an astronomer at Cardiff University, to answer the question, when did the first continents appear on a planet in our galaxy? Turns out two exoplanets, continents, and perhaps life may have arisen four to five billion years before Earth. If life on another planet had a five billion year head start, it could potentially host life more evolved than us. Continents form due to plate tectonics, the movement of plates of rocks that float atop the molten innards of the planet, and the heat comes from radioactive elements like uranium, potassium, in the pan planet's core, which gives off energy. Most of these elements come from catastrophic cosmic events and collisions, and that's how they all form, and our planet looks pretty cool. And these planets all have these, and they all revolve around nearby sun-like stars up to 2 billion years earlier than ours. So the planets that we are looking at are called HD 4614, and that's only 20 light years from Earth. And HD 76932 and HD 20, um, 2018-91. Both are 70 to 110 light years away from us. They formed 5 billion years earlier. They each seem to just have 29 stars. And these samples alone have biospheres more advanced than here on Earth. So not only could these exoplanets harbor aliens that are more advanced than us. Though I guess, I mean, they... I don't know if they're aliens. Right. We'll have to see on that perspective. But um, their atmosphere on these planets look like it's better than our atmosphere. Oh, wow. So they have a better atmosphere, existed longer, and could be more advanced than us. Awesome. I know. So all we've discovered right now apparently is the planets that are in perfect condition to harbor life. Even better condition, apparently, than ours. Yeah. Next is to find the people. Aliens? I don't know. Could be a race of really cute, high-tech looking puppies. Puppy people. Sure. I, I don't know. We could wildly speculate all day. Obviously. But we're one step closer to aliens. <laughs> it's a dream come true. Love my aliens. Wow, we know. I know. <laughs> That's all we've got for you today, folks. Hopefully that was plenty of strange news for you. Right. Where can people find us, Ashley? You pretty hard to get rid of us so newly formed you can find us on cafepress.com slash strange shenanigans if you want to go shopping for some awesome stuff 
Uh, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Tumblr under Strange Shenanigans. You can also find us on patreon.com slash the strange show and strange shenanigans. And don't forget to hop over to X under the strange show and give us a shout out. Talk to us. Tell us about your strange news. Most of our shows are done live. So we're more than happy for you to call in live and I don't know, just talk, hang out. Or if you don't want to call in, you can just leave us a message in the chat. Leave us a message. Yeah. Tell us some weird stuff. Is your town weird? Ours is pretty weird. Somebody stole a pizza once and uh, gave it back because he said it was disgusting. Yeah. So weird stuff happens anywhere, all the time. Yeah. That's all I've got for you. And we'll see you on the strange side. Keep it strange, folks.